Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, I, um, well, as we were just uh, sliding into the uh, weekend, I had um, I had somebody uh, make an off-the-cuff remark about the fact that uh, it was Friday the thirteenth. Like, you know, oh, I hope uh, I hope uh, something bad doesn't happen on Friday the thirteenth. And I'm like, uh, bitch, it's been like Friday the thirteenth every day for the past two years in case you haven't noticed ladies and gentlemen this is the cut world according to guile uh podcast how's it going everybody how are you how are you doing it's been a while um as always you can find me on your major social media networks uh if you have a question for the show, uh, slide into my DMs on one of the following. You can find me at YouTube, on YouTube, at Kyle Max, on Twitter, at Kyleverse, on Instagram, at KyleMax86, on Facebook, at KyleMax, and on Reddit, at TWA2K. Once again, questions can be sent to my DMs. Uh, if you're looking for me on your, looking for the TWA2K, the most recent or past TWA2Ks, you can find them on YouTube at The World According to Kyle. You can find me on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, and GeoSavant. Woo! All right, now that we got the ad reads out of the way, let's get down to business. I'm currently enjoying my only day off of the week to bring you guys some hot, fresh shit. So, I hope you don't mind if I am uh, partaking in a adult beverage or two while I'm doing it um please don't judge or if you do uh you know at least uh chirp me out so uh i can actually make fun of you on the show for doing it why the fuck not and in case you are wondering what i'm drinking um i've got because every king deserves his crown i have a little uh crown and coke pop in and uh, 
I also got a beer. Um, I just tried this new beer from uh, Mill Street Brewery, and uh, not an endorsement, and yet, and uh, <laughs> it's really fucking good. It's um, Mill Street uh, Blue Wave. It's like a Blue Jays special uh, drink, and uh, they re- uh, they released it uh, just new for the, uh, this season, and fuck is it an incredible summer drink uh when i was at the um when i was uh, buying um booze uh, i was at the store and i'm just like um i was at the uh lcbo which in canada is the uh, liquor control board of ontario and uh you know so they're more um they are more of the you know um hard uh alcohol variety but they do have a small beer section and uh so i was going to buy a little bit of crown and i wanted some uh a couple little nice mm, you know beers to crack things off because i think you know having a nice beer on a good hot summer day is kind of really refreshing um on your only day off of the week because you bust your ass so hard and you're bringing a podcast to the world on your day off um, I figured it would be nice to have a um, a kind of um, like nice summer beer, and so I kind of took a shot on this one, and I didn't know what I was uh, getting into, but it is fucking a really perfect summer beer. Um, it uh, has it's like very citrusy, but like not like overpoweringly citrusy. Like where I feel like I could have if I had like uh, ten of these, I would be okay, and it's like not like super zesty or tangy uh it's just very um appropriately uh citrusy now with the uh the mill street um usually um sometimes i get in the mood for their original beer but i don't feel like i can have too much of them in one sitting um it's very it's very flavorful it's very uh, it's almost overpoweringly flavorful and it isn't organic and i do like that kind of uh um, those kind of things sometimes organic, uh, uh organic drinks and, uh, food. Um, <clears throat> but this one, it's just like, you know, I cannot have, uh, I can't have 10, um, Sleeman's, uh, organic, uh, original. I could have 10 of these easily. And, uh, it's a, it's a terrific summer drink. I find that the, uh, original, the original organic, uh, lager, uh, it, it, it's like kind of like if um, if I'm gonna be having something that thick, uh, I would rather just have a stout instead. And uh, you know, it's kind of like you know, it tastes like it should be uh, uh, less thick, but it is kind. Of, it, it drinks very thick, so I would rather just have like a uh, Irish cream ale uh, instead. And uh, since the the de- the density is very uh, close, so that with this one, I think it really strikes a, a nice balance of light and subtle uh, organic, uh, and um, yeah. So try it out. Four point eight percent alcohol by volume. Um, I'm going to finish my Crown and Coke first before I crack into it. But uh, I did have some last night, and uh, yeah, I was quite impressed. I was quite quite impressed by uh, by the taste, you know. So, uh, cheers to me. <laughs> now, oh, 
Yes. Um, I had a very important uh, decision to make um, before I started uh, uh, doing this podcast. And, um, you know, maybe I should uh, throw this out to you and uh, you can decide whether I made the right call or not. So um, I had a decision between um, arguing on Twitter with some, you know, chud idiot or... Uh, doing a podcast. So I was like really torn. I'm just like, hmm, uh, do I uh, do a podcast or do I argue in 200 characters per tweet uh, with someone that whose mind isn't going to be changed <laughs> anyways? And, um, uh, you know, so I chose the pod, I guess. Um, you know, uh Shame on me if that if that's a wrong decision. You know, maybe uh, I could have uh, had a life changing uh, Twitter argument. Um, and I and I'm thinking uh, I want I want to throw this out to you guys before uh, I actually do it. Okay, how about you know? And uh, since the Joe Rogan podcast is uh, so popular. I thought about, uh, you know, emulating uh, his current form right now. And uh, I was thinking about instead of uh, instead of doing TWA2K, I'm going to do the straw man creating experience, you know, because that's because <laughs> that's what the fucking uh, the Joe Rogan show is now turned into where uh, this dude just sits around and thinks about like the most uh, extreme example of a the whatever ideology he's against at the moment, and then uh, tries to um, tries to broaden that as if that's streamlined thinking, which uh, you know that must be hard to do. Uh, you know it must be you know it must be difficult to strain your brain to think about the. Uh, you know, something you can't even really come up with, some, some uh, caricature that you can't even really come up with examples for, and pretending like that's 50% of uh, what, you're, what, what you're arguing against. So, you know, that must be really uh, cool to do, and people must like that, because people like shit. So... Uh, let me know what you think. Do you think I should do like a, a straw man creating experience? Maybe I could just do. <laughs> maybe I could just do a, an episode um, like in character, where <laughs> where I just go, where I just go. Hey, you, you know, like uh, I, I heard a lot of people. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people are. Uh, you know, they're um, pink-haired and they got, like, a nose ring and uh, tattoos and, uh, you know, they're trying to teach your kids when they're four years old that, uh, you know, about pansexualism and <laughs> where, where, where we can just go on like that for a whole episode. Um, I might not be able to do that for the entire episode. Like, I think um, having to... Uh, portray that type of character for a full hour um that might be beyond what i'm willing to go through for <laughs> for for the twa2k uh audience but um if you would like me to do that maybe <laughs> maybe we could do that hey i'm always for uh 
for sale as long as it's in good fun and uh, only for one episode, I guess. And the best way to get this show out there is to share it. Is to share it. I don't like many people. I do not make friends well, and I like to keep my circles small. Uh, I so I don't know. I bet you, literally, all you all you people who are listening right now have a bigger uh, audience than me. You just don't happen to be podcasting or anything. So uh, do me a favor, like it, share it with somebody because that's the fuck the internet is about, man. This shit is free, and we're doing this for free. Fucking drop me a line here. Um, that's the best way to get this shit off and popping and to get uh, videos happening. Once I start having an income stream coming in from uh, from this, then uh, then we can really get the ball rolling because uh, this is great to do. It's fun to do, uh, you know, and uh, I love you guys that, uh, that love to listen to this. Um, and, like, moving on... Um, Man, shit is getting expensive. Um, and I don't blame Justin Trudeau for it. Uh, simply having a conservative or having somebody in office that I would have preferred would not have prevented it. See, I don't think that way because I'm not a complete um, ideologically biased moron. So, man, the, but the inflation costs are getting just so nuts. My amount of like... Uh, uh, free income and disposable income is just crazy um so yesterday uh we uh i was at at work i work been working six days a week um and like over 10 hour shifts and uh so uh i have a crew come in with me on uh saturdays for the extra day to get a head start for the uh week ahead so um i was gonna do my podcast after i was done actually but i was just too uh fucking pooped (laughs) too pooped from work and uh just uh just clocked out had a nice little nap though um, but um, we decided to get some uh, to order some food for our um, for our uh, break, and um, like okay, the um, the restaurant that was delivering to us since we got like uh, delivery from a delivery service, uh, we so we <laughs> we ordered uh, some Popeyes chicken, right? And um, it took like. Uh, it, it was there pretty quickly, and um, but the fucking price with the I I did a fifteen percent tip, right, and, and like um, so the price came to fucking sixty nine bucks, like seventy bucks, seventy dollars, and we got a twelve piece uh, meal with two sides, uh, six biscuits, and we also got a two liter of coke, and it, and so. After the delivery uh, service, uh, after the delivery service fee, it was like fifty four bucks before the <laughs> before the delivery fee. Like, holy shit, man! Like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but like, I mean, something's gotta give because there's literally like no fucking breathing room now. I'm paying like more to live, and you know, I actually uh, just moved. Uh, to a new spot and um the place is incredible it's great um but i'm paying more and you're paying more for everything um 
and uh, seventy dollars for a fucking deliver for Popeye's delivery for a fucking twelve piece of chicken, and for American audience, like I mean, the Canadian dollar is like thirty percent uh, cheaper, so you know bear that in mind so uh you know it's a uh, the uh so like shave 25 percent on it and that's what it would be in a, a, a in in the united states so like you know i i would have been upset like uh but but we're splitting on it okay so um uh but the thing that was really good about it is uh, when it came, it was fresh as fuck. And I seen the bag of it and I'm just like, uh, this is, and I've seen steam coming from the bag and I'm like, all right, you know, we just paid uh, $70 for some uh, Popeyes, but looks like it's going to be, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be nice. So, uh, and it was, it's nice getting just fresh food. I hate when you, uh, uh, especially spending a, a lot like uh, of money on, on it with the delivery service included and all these inflation and inflation uh adjustments that uh the least you could do is get like uh get a get a fresh batch and it was really fresh uh so you know at least there was at least there was that <laughs> and yeah so you know my uh my whole thing and i have a way of kind of um of kind of uh operating on the internet so that i'm not um uh so that i'm avoiding uh getting into long-winded um debates so what i do is i like open up twitter i piss people off on there then i log off of twitter and then i open up facebook and then i piss people off on there and then i log off of facebook and then I open up my uh, Reddit, and then I piss people off on there, and then I log off. I just think, like, um, uh, social media is just, like, not a forum for debating, um, especially on, on Twitter, and uh, where you've got to operate within such compact, um, compact like, uh, thought bubbles that it's really quite... Um, it's really quite the endeavor to uh, to try and like um, counter people's uh, bullshit. You know, you can't just uh, if I'm gonna get in an argument with somebody, it has to be on Facebook or Reddit because you know you some people's lines of thinking are just um, so demented that it doesn't even uh, map on to reality uh it's just uh so when you're talking with someone who's you know who's just like experiencing a uh alternative reality uh that you know that requires a few more than uh 200 and uh and 50 uh characters so what have we got for you on the show today okay let's um we're gonna get into a couple of small topics. We're going to get into kind of like a, uh, a grab bag of small topics uh, that I'm going to talk about um, just off the cuff. Uh, after that, we're going to do some Tales from the Crypto. And then I got a small, quick little story time. We got a, we got a story to cap off the episode. Uh, so that's what we got in store for the TWA 2K20 first edition 21st eddie epi 
episode. <laughs> Dropping the eppies like boops. Okay. So, um, now Elon Musk, uh, kind of tweeted out something, uh, about the, about his purchase of Twitter. Now, uh, what was it that he tweeted out among the likes is that he's doing a, um, he's doing a, uh, investigation into the amount of, uh, bots that are, uh, are actually on Twitter and whether they're over under 5% and yada, 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 uh, you know, I, I'm not buying it, okay? Um, I think, um, you, do you know why I actually think he's, uh, he's putting out this hesitancy right now? Is because of the market. Um, you know, I'm a follow the paper trail type of guy and you will usually, uh, you will usually see what the fuck is going on. And um, I just think that, uh, you know, uh, market conditions, his investments in, uh, you know, Doge and um, Bitcoin, uh, Tesla has been sliding uh, recently. It's just a whole market's bad. Like everybody wants to, you know, jump, oh yeah, this because crypto sucks and this and that, you know, crypto has its issues and, it, uh, and uh, there are still uh, very important issues in crypto, but the market just sucks. Like Tesla you know, stock is dropping. Uh, there's just this bearish sentiment. Um, but the upside is that I think like um, things, at least in the in my life and around me, seem to kind of slowly, uh, not slowly, but they're like kind of just getting to normal right now. Like where uh, we're fine, finally um, out of this, uh, out of this kind of. Um, covid uh sac you know the sacrifices we were making for covid and uh finally people are starting to give uh live their lives uh everybody by now has had enough opportunity to take uh whatever precautions they wished uh or wished to take and um and uh now we're uh and now like the the this is the first time i've seen like uh, since mm, pre-pandemic, uh, you know, shit ton of like traffic jams wherever I go in Toronto and every and things are busy again. And uh, it's been uh, it, it's you know, it hasn't been this way for, you know, three, three years now. So uh, so, you know, con we're going to concerts, concerts are up, I guess, Live Nation, um, Live Nation reported a 40% increase in, uh, in concert uh, ticket sales uh, from, from uh, now to 2019. So now we have 40% more uh, than we did in, 20, in 2019. And uh, it kind of seems like things will unless there's going to be a uh, nuclear war that things will kind of eventually uh, the uh, kind of normalize um, so you know these <clears throat> these inflationary things we'll see if they uh, if they go back to normal but if prices do not go back to normal then you need to ask for a fucking raise if you're if you if you've been at a job for uh you know for a while uh because it seems like the prices everywhere 
uh, for everything are are skyrocketing. So, you know, if you're a valuable employee to your company and, uh, you know, the job market is is popping too. Uh, people are looking for 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 uh, for talent and uh, and uh, looking for good for good workers. So, you know. Don't sell yourself short out there. Um, you know, if you've been at a job for a while, or if you bust your chops and you uh, uh, and you and you do good in whatever industry you're in, you know, um, these ne- the next uh, couple years or so, um, you know, make sure you're not settling for second best, uh, or make sure you're not settling for uh, less money and selling yourself short. You know. Oh, God, I'm totally like fucking Julian Jr. over here with <laughs> with my with my uh, whiskey whiskey and coke. But hey, that that's me on my on my weekends. Um, like you know, I work my ass off, and you know, I usually always work six days a week. But on my weekends, uh, you know, I pretty much have a <laughs> have a mix, have a have a whiskey and coke glued to my glued to my hand, like uh, like I'm literally the the stereotype from <laughs> from Trailer Park Boys. Um, now I on uh, on the um, on the on the thing with Twitter. Um, there, you know, there's uh, another thing that um, that I got a improvement for. Now I did lay out on um, the. I think it was TWA two K nineteen. You can check the descriptions uh, for um, uh, something about five uh improvements for twitter i got another twitter improvement now this one's kind of a little uh out there and maybe just kind of uh we would need to uh do a little feeler uh on this before we before we do it maybe a beta test or something uh so how about you are only allowed to block people for acceptable reasons on twitter how about that? How about there's like a um, how about there's like a block panel where we would have um, have people and it's like if you and they review blocks and uh, it, and uh, my whole thing is um, as if you have listened to my suggestions for the prior Twitter uh, for the prior episodes on uh, suggestions for improving Twitter. Uh, I don't think bots should be allowed to, or algorithms should be allowed to de- uh, determine what is appropriate for a ban, unless it's like you know this word automatic red flag or that word automatic red flag. And even then, I think you should still uh, go over it and figure out the context. But I don't think uh, I don't think that um, that. Um, that robots or, or algorithms should be able to decide uh, what merits a block or not. So I would have, uh, you know, you have to have people um, who are uh, going over this and figure and figuring out if like uh, if these if these things merit uh, bannings, uh, if um, or and maybe we should do the same for blocking. Maybe blocks and bans say. Uh, I want to block somebody and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's just constantly, um, uh, trying to spam or pretend they're someone they're not or something like, or, um, 
or if I'm like offended by them, um, like constantly harassing my uh, page, I say, hey, you know, this is the, you know, they keep harassing my page. Uh, you know, can I block them? And yeah, that's, that would be an acceptable, that would be an acceptable reason. And uh, you go over it, they, uh, whoever's going over it would make sure, oh, yes, this, this checks, this person. This uh, guy is harassing. He's not just making an off-the-cuff comment that uh, that you don't agree with. And as far as the fucking uh, percentage of bots goes, like um, like well over five percent of whoever's following me are either bots or spam accounts. Uh, like I would suggest, it's probably closer to like twenty-five percent of uh, things who follow me are not actual accounts now it would depend on what you say your definition of a bot exactly is uh but a bot account is like somebody with a um with a i would say like uh you know uh john uh 3165824 like uh that would be like and it's clearly not uh, used by the, this person is not he's not a real person he's pretending to be someone else and they're just subscribing so that they can get uh, the, so that they can get in my feed but who knows uh, and who who it is or uh, who you know it's not a real person that's why in my uh, prior video I suggested the idea of KYC for uh, for the uh, for social media platforms and that that I would consider that a bot um, or uh, it, or if you want to call it a spam account sure but uh, spam accounts or bots or um, uh, burners I guess that would be a burner I I would think burners should be blocked uh, also uh, <laughs> you know um, uh, unless you can prove you're an actual person, then, then, uh, then you shouldn't. Then you should can just follow in fucking incognito mode, or uh, o open up the uh, open up in search on Twitter without being a person that is that is able to that is able to speak. Um, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's what Twitter has to roll with. They need to get a uh, you know a crew of like you know I don't I don't know exactly. Um, how much uh how much instances of these uh events occurring like people wanting to report accounts or uh or something or block people that you uh, would incur throughout the course of a day but you know i'm talking about you know let's say 100 to a thousand uh employees that are responsible and have this uh have a framework to operate on and uh and um, and go through the context of uh, the tweet uh, the, that um, is in question or whatever uh, activity is in question and be able to um, decide whether or not that um, that what that what's happening merits um, merits uh, blocking suspension etc etc ah <sighs> All right, so um, now uh, moving on. Now uh, a lot of people have asked me for my uh, cover pictures. They've um, they've noticed uh, in my cover pictures that uh, I always have the <laughs> or I often have the chin diaper 
thing going on and like seriously i just um i i just like don't even notice it's on sometimes like it's just <laughs> i'm just such a uh well you know i take the bus now uh so i had to say you know to save some money to invest in uh crypto and uh to just have the available liquidity and available funds and so i just saw in the our um bus system in canada requires that you uh wear a face mask at least until i think um june something the june 6 or something they had uh the ban uh or not banned but mandate in and uh so I just I always kind of have it on and like the thing is I don't even like I you know I just have it on my chin and then someone you know I go in a store and I know they want it and I put it on or uh, and they they have the notice at the store like I'm just I'm not about the drama if uh, you want me to wear one I'll have it if you don't want me to wear one I don't want I don't you know I would prefer uh, not to but I mean you know. I get it, uh, and often, like, I just don't even realize that I have it on, and so, like, I'll take these pictures, and, you know, I was like, oh, fuck, I had, <laughs> I just got a chin diaper, uh, chin diaper rocking, and, uh, you know what, it's just, uh, it, it's not a big deal for me, it, um, you know, it, it hasn't been, um, and, uh, now, I've noticed that just people are kind of, uh, the summertime, the numbers are going down and people are kind of just over it now. And if you're over it, that's cool. If, uh, you want me to wear one, that's cool. I know that, um, as I was going in to get my taxes done, that, uh, one of the, uh, the main accountant, uh, had, uh, gotten COVID and was sick for a, uh, uh, for a couple weeks. And, uh, so I noticed when I was going in, uh, to hand my taxes in that they were, uh, very, very, uh, on the edge about, uh, <coughs> about, uh, COVID and they had to, the, um, the notice on the door being, please, please make sure to wear your mask. And I'm like, Oh, that's, uh, that's strange. You don't see uh, much of the, much of those um, those notices around unless people have forgotten to take them off their doors, and uh, and I'm just like, okay, you know, well, I'll wear it. And uh, they were very, you know, we had the gloves on inside, and everybody was wearing the mask and stuff, and uh, <coughs> and so. Um, uh, and 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 I used a pen to sign uh, to to sign my signature, and they had me keep the pen. And I'm like, okay, I can always use extra pens. And uh, so like, oh yeah, that was weird. And then the uh, actual head accountant called uh, to uh, you know ask me questions about uh, about my taxes. And uh, he yeah he had mentioned that he did uh, get about with uh, COVID. So you know that's why I don't question these things. I don't uh, you know. Know, um, <clears throat> I'm. Uh, it's a very, uh, it's a very extreme situation that we've uh, that we have been in, and um, you know, while I think that uh, I want, uh, we should live our lives. Um, we should start living our lives uh, more normal, and that uh, you know how they uh, how the government handled COVID was not any. Um, 
anything that they should be bragging about, uh, you know, in terms of the discriminatory uh, lockdowns based on what they um, merited as um, uh, essential. Well, I have my gripes with that. I, by and large, think that it was a uh, extreme situation, and it helped us to uh, it helped us to get a leg up and get a head start on um, on throwing a lot of money and coming up with solutions to make our uh, make our lives better and to save the most amount of lives. And I absolutely do not have a problem with that. And if you do, you can fuck off. Um, man and I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, the GTA area but uh, there's there's just one thing I've noticed about uh, watching uh, the news in Toronto and um, and you know I put it on every now and then for the most part um, for the most part I by and large get my uh, get my news online. You know, I don't really care for the performative uh, aspects of news and uh, the fact that they push uh, push narratives uh, push narratives uh, in news and try and frame things a certain way. And it's you know really uh, it's really annoying. Um, but I mean. That being said, I mean, I don't think the news really just boldface lies to you uh, like or like, okay, so, you know, for these people who don't believe anything. Well, so um, that the that the news says or think everything's a conspiracy. So what what uh, isn't a conspiracy? So when the news comes on and they said, hey, there's a uh, shooting on, uh, you know, on the. this Ave in that street and uh, and two people are dead. So is it, so is that made up or do they just uh, you know do they just um, make up the things that you don't like uh, you know because like where where do you <clears throat> where do you uh, where do you draw the line where uh, you know why are they just making stuff up every night oh yeah here uh let's uh, like you're painting a picture oh let's uh let's have a uh a raping over here and a uh um and a violent assault uh in downtown and let's uh <laughs> you know and like uh so yeah where i like that's the thing that boggles my mind about conspiracy people is that uh is that they only seem to uh, be making the stuff up that's convenient for you uh, to not like. And so, yes, when I turn on the news and say and see that there's, um, you know, something happening, that there's a shooting or a a holdup or a stabbing, I believe that shit, you know. So what, the doctors are saying, yes, we received a gunshot wound victim, but to say, hey, we received a COVID patient, and you don't believe that. So what's the difference? The only difference is uh, that you're that you don't want to believe the the one thing isn't real. <clears throat> now, the one thing that I've noticed about uh, 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 about mm, mischievous behavior or um, 
or uh, terrible human behavior, I should say. Uh, mischievous uh, is kind of a euphemism. But about, like, you know, killings and stabbings is that literally every time I see a fucking story is like, oh, something happened in downtown. There's literally a worse story that day about uh, Brampton. <laughs> and it's just getting ridiculous at this point where you'll just... Like, Brampton is, like, you'll you'll see something happens in Toronto, and Brampton's like, hold my beer. <laughs> it's like, what, we got a, we got a double shooting, uh, a double shooting uh, and a bank robbery? Hold my beer. I can do better. And literally, like, every day you'll go through, like, you'll go through day, uh, a five-day uh, weekday, and then, the, like, the majority of the worst fucking shit <laughs> that happened that day... Uh, the wor- the worst of the worst shit would be the uh the from the Brampton area, and uh my uh one friend who grew grew up uh in the Brampton like I have two friends who've grown up in the Brampton area and <laughs> and they're they both call it uh, the Florida of Canada which I mean you know is is gold that explains all that you need to say it's like with when you see in the united states the oh crackhead um you know <laughs> crackhead uh you know uh sniffs baby formula and uh is crawling on the walmart floor um in a crab walk naked uh you're like, that's that there's like a fucking 50 percent chance that's a florida story right <laughs> and brampton is basically you know granted all things you know we we are uh you know Canada is not as hardcore as America, so our cases, so the things that happened are a little bit less fucked up. But every fucking day, I'm like, you know, it's like it's not even a joke anymore. Where I would, uh, where I would just go, uh, wonder what Brampton uh, has to say <laughs> about this, um, uh, about um, the stabbing in downtown Toronto, <laughs> and uh, they usually do. Um, Ah, damn, this beer's good. Um, so the other thing that I've noticed, and uh, let me couch this first by saying that I will, um, I will likely vote for Doug Ford at um, the upcoming uh, at the upcoming election. Um, all things considered, uh, by and large, I think he's probably the best option. Not that he is the uh, the best, you know, best thing you could possibly think of to be a premier for Ontario. He's the better of the options available. And, you know, <laughs> Doug Ford, he's, you know, he's all right. He's, he's okay. Um, but, you know, he just, like, I got this vibe from him, and I want you to, you to uh, let me know if I'm onto something over here. Now... Doug Ford, to me, looks like the type of guy that would uh, sell you a broken vacuum cleaner uh, to your door. Like, he's just got, he's got this, 
sadistic kind of smile where he's like showing all his teeth and he's like it's like he's like kind of getting electrocuted trying to smile it's like not a very natural smile he's like yeah i would start biting your fucking neck if i had <laughs> if i had the opportunity to it's such like a a, a begrudging uh a, a begrudging uh smile so um you know you all know my uh, views on politics and that, uh, you know, our current uh, p- political systems, they don't do much for us. And it's not much of an option to choose between one idiot or another. But, uh, you know, of the morons that I have uh, available to choose from that uh, will not do exactly uh, what I what I would like them to do. Doug Ford is probably the best of those two options. So. Those are my uh, political takes uh, for the day. Now, um, I know this is a uh, more popular uh, topic. You guys like to hear me uh, talk about this one. And uh, it's been a while. So, without further ado, let's get into it. This is Tales from the Crypt. Oh! Tales from the Crypto. How's it going, everybody? There's blood in the streets. There's lots of fucking red out there. Um, it's been crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's been... It's been... Um, Unexpected, actually. You know, I did not expect the uh, uh, the crypto, and I, I think a lot of people were caught off guard. I know I had, uh, if I had known that um, that crypto would have kind of plateaued at that three trillion dollar mark and uh, not made much of a move up um, after that, I definitely would have. Um, I definitely would have. Uh, um, had a different strategy, but my current strategy and um, not a lot has changed between what I have, uh, what I have been telling you and what is going on right now. Um, uh, you know, I'm kind of just waiting for my eggs to hatch right now. And the weird thing is, is that I had a, uh, I had I, I had a backup plan where I was gonna make sure I was okay in case, you know, um, I knew the Ripple case would take some time to get up, and I didn't know if there would be another move up to maybe uh, if crypto would make a move up to the five trillion dollar range, and uh, it just kind of plateaued and uh, and started pulling back and. Um, I wanted to be uh, safe in what I did with making sure I wasn't over leveraged in uh, in in XRP and uh, that in case crypto made a move up uh, to the to the five trillion dollar range that we wouldn't uh, miss out on some potential gains. Um, <clears throat> now, so before uh, my uh, most popular assets were um, uh, number one. Where uh, we went over it before. Uh, number one, seventy percent of my uh, portfolio. Uh, now probably closer to seventy-five percent 
is an XRP. And then we've got uh, Safe Moon at number two, which has been taking a shit kicking lately. And, um, you know, I guess it's to be expected. Uh, I didn't buy the dip, but it's because I got my Safe Moon at pretty uh, low and pretty cheap prices. I know this wasn't the case for a lot of people. Like, if you bought high, then I'm sure you would, uh, you should be buying the dip right now. Um, but I think safe what Safe Moon did is that they went in a completely other direction. Like they, uh, you know, they they did a, an extreme pivot. But you know, I kind of don't mind the pivot they made, and um, it's going to take uh, a little bit longer to for the new vision to take to take over. Um, and I would have been comfortable with going with the last uh, with their last. Uh, um, you know, strategy in um, being a uh, depreciating uh, coin. But now they kind of, I can see the vision that uh, John Caroni has and that he wants it to be, uh, you know, he wants to uh, do things so that Safe Moon is very utilized and popular and that they can create exchange, uh, an exchange and be liquid and, um, and uh, attract um, attract people to work with them, and you know it's going to take a while longer. But you know I'm not scared enough of uh, I, I, now. Had I had I known that they would have uh, that they would have reduced the that they would have reduced the burn rate, that they would have uh, reduced the reflections and all that shit. If I had known that that was going to be the case, would I, would my investing have been different? Yes. I would have waited a lot longer to hit my, uh, my marks, uh, in safe moon. But I, you know, I hit the mark that I wanted to, I have, uh, the amount of, uh, coins that, uh, I was, uh, that I had a goal for and, you know, they made a pivot and I could have sold. I didn't, I, um, you know, I'm on board. Uh, I'm on board with what they're trying to do, and it's uh, and it's a great opportunity. If you bought too high, buy the dip. If uh, buy the dip right now, it's only gonna it's only gonna help out your dollar cost average. And I don't think Safe Moon's going away anytime uh, in the near future. You know, it's been disappointing. It's been a little bit of a setback, and uh, <laughs> and um, but it's hard to um, to analyze something and say, okay, maybe. Maybe we gotta be better and do something in a different direction. And that maybe all like uh, where the crypto market is going is going. We we have to do the right things and make the right partnership. And uh, and, and uh, you know I'm interested to see where this will go. I'm uh, I'm a little skeptical, mind you, but uh, I'm willing to see this out. And uh, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, it will be nice once we can see what it does when uh the market's uh thriving as opposed to you know struggling to get along now um next up so that so safe moon so xrp 70 to 75 percent of my uh portfolio safe moon's coming in at two i have h bar at three and uh at uh at four i have uh xdc and um I'm really focused on stuffing my bags with XDC right now. It's at a really, uh, it's at a really good uh, rate, at a really good value. I just recently made another purchase. Like, um, you, you know, I can't not buy anything on uh, on 
the on the dip when there's these sorts of dips in the market like by and large my positions are set but i don't want to you don't want to miss out on buying uh buying during the dip and lowering that dollar cost average and i did that uh and i did that with um with uh xdc uh, now by and large my positions are solidified but uh, i felt that was one that uh that i needed to uh that i needed to um beef up and i'm gonna keep beefing it up because i think uh you know it kind of made a nice little run there and uh and was like holding its value while everything was kind of going in the shitter so i think that um that xdc is going to be prime for a breakout like if if three trillion is our cap for speculation then a speculative asset class then I mean, pretty much we're waiting until uh, until Ripple gets legal clarity for utility to start to take off. And uh, since you know, since it doesn't seem like we're gonna uh, have a bull market until that happens, uh, just my opinion. Um, that you know, I while we're in these dips, it's important to stock up on your uh, blue chips and. Uh, HBAR and XDC are kind of what I'm lo- looking into um, beefing up in my portfolio uh, over the next c- couple months. So, you know, um, it's weird because I'm not really all that uh, concerned or worried about the um, about the uh, bear market, um, mostly because I wasn't trying to quick flip anything. I think if you were trying to... Uh, if you were, ex- I, and I was expecting a bull market. I was expecting, uh, you know, Bitcoin to, you know, go to 75, uh, 75K. Um, I didn't think it would hit 100. I think Bitcoin would take like some time to hit 100. But uh, it's like, this has only uh, solidified my um, my thinking in that, um, in that speculation has hit a cap and that utility is a utility market is what's going to send the uh total crypto market cap really flying and once that can take over then we're going to start to see the uh the bull market start to really uh run so that i mean that's what i was prepared for um that's what i was 75 percent prepared for (laughs) anyways so um but that's how I do like I you know I'm not if I if I think something is a good investment it's for the long it's for the long haul and I have you know maybe uh 15 to 20 percent of my portfolio would be into something that is a quick flip that can pop you know or five percent uh of my portfolio and something that that can really uh you know that is tr- you're trying to quick flip it um nothing more I actually did uh, end up just um, buying a hundred dollars worth of Luna at um, at the dirt cheap uh, price. I think I got like two hundred thousand Luna for like you know a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> so, why you know why not? Um, you know that's just you know that's just too much of a. Uh, it's too much of a yeah okay you know maybe it fucking dead cat bounces to a dollar <laughs> or, or some shit or even a penny and uh you know and we're laughing but you know it's nothing that i'm taking really seriously um 
So let's talk about that for the uh, for the time being. Is that uh, the whole uh, the whole Luna thing and the whole like everybody thought the market was just gonna well, was just going to keep going and going and going. But there's all these fundamentals of the of the crypto market that are a little concerning, and it's that the uh, the stable coins or when stable coins aren't pegged to the uh, U.S. dollar, or no, they're not backed by actual assets. Like somebody shared a really great meme the uh, on Twitter the other day where it was just like how Luna actually works, and it was like a um, a um, a power bar. But it's plugged into itself, <laughs> and that like that's like the, it's like the crypto version of that, where it's like you know. So they had to they had to sell off like forty thousand of Bitcoin in order to keep the uh, UST uh, pegged to the actual dollar, and it was just this uh, this um, circular uh, circular um, cycle of. Uh, dis- of destruction where you know the uh, contributing factors of inflation and uh, the uh, pullback in the market kind of like uh, shined a light on um, this um, discrepancy that was happening wi- within uh, within Luna and so Tether is also starting to uh, fluctuate from and not is another not so stable coin. Now uh, I use a lot of Tether, which is disconcerting, uh, con- you know. But I, you know, I don't uh, I don't stake it. Um, usually, the longest I use uh, I use Tether for is to just um, I have cash in uh, Canadian and I flip it for another asset. So the longest that I'm holding a stable coin for is for like, you know, a minute tops because I by and large want my shit uh, onto crypto and uh, <clears throat> and so and while I was holding, uh, I was actually holding tether for a little bit when I was waiting for uh, <clears throat> when I was waiting for like a, a buy ba- a buy opportunity, but you know. Uh, I think it's just going to be about CBDCs going forward because, you know, with all these things like, okay, it's cute to say like it's a it's a stable coin. But uh, really, if it's not backed by an actual uh, dollar, then really uh, it's it's not a stable coin Uh, and it can be volatile. It can it it can uh, it can it can go kaputs like if it's not actually backed by a dollar now dollars can uh go uh kaputs as we've seen with the ruble and uh what's happened in russia but that's a lot more of a uh you know that's a lot more that's a lot less of a risk of going uh of going crap than uh than a CBDC, a central bank digital currency that's actually backed by uh, a note, you know, by a physical, physical dollar, right? So, hey, you know, a lot of people, hey, what the fuck, you know, uh, I thought crypto was gonna, you know, be here to stay. I thought crypto was going up. Hey, I didn't say, I didn't say uh, that I was bullish on all of crypto, um, but, you know, all I can say is I'm still bullish on my assets and I'm more bullish on my assets 
the uh, what I was worried about in uh, investing in um, XRP was that my main worry was that uh, you know Bitcoin and Ethereum would catch up in that um, in, in that uh, in that they would get so mass adopted while the delays in the, uh, in the Ripple case were uh, continuing that they would have such a uh, such a head start with regulatory clarity that and and they would get mass adopted that um, that uh, ripple would uh, would an xrp would find itself behind but that is not the case right now uh, right now despite having uh, despite having the the um, time advantage uh, and the advantage of having of uh, not having your legitimacy questioned by the Securities and Exchange uh, Commission, despite all this, uh, you know Ripple is still ahead of the pack, and um, I and I couldn't uh, and I wouldn't uh, invest in anything else besides uh, XRP. I sh- certainly not a a large portion of money. Um, well, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't invest in anything that's not like in. ISO uh, 20022 or uh, coin or like HBAR or something. Now, <clears throat> Ripple pulled back and I think this market is a lot more attached er, to this uh, Ripple case uh, than we want to believe. And XRP pulled back a lot. And I think I think we don't want to... Ad- we, uh, Especially Bitcoin, Ethereum maxis don't want to admit it, but if um, if X if Ripple had legal clarity and uh, was able to do it, what it what it what it could do in the market, that we would have a much better market, and the disaster with Luna would have been mitigated a lot, and uh, because Ripple would or XRP, sorry, would be injecting uh, so much more um, so much more market cap. Uh, so much more market would be available into crypto that it, everything else would gain residual effects from that and uh, trickle down effects from that, and it would have made this uh, a lot, a lot less uh, impactful. Um, this uh, this pullback would would have been a lot less impactful. But you know, it seems like you know as the dust settles and as the smoke clears, that really. All, all signs are uh, are pointing to XRP. And, uh, you know, we've had that pullback last year. And that was all, you know, I was worried a lot more about that one, <laughs> to be honest. This one is just like the meme where somebody's on the roller coaster and, they, and they've done that ride like, you know, a uh, hundred times. And they're just, they're, you know, stone-faced through it. Like, this is, that's me right now. And I'm just strategically buying uh, the dips on uh, on what I feel is uh, is uh, necessary to beef up in my portfolio, and I'm sticking to um, ISO and HBAR, and um, and I got all my other shit, you know, taken care of. Now, uh, you know, we'll probably start to start to see a uh, a buildup to the conclusion of the uh ripple case i think so i mean you know get now while the getting's good that's all my that, that's the advice I, uh i can say um and so there was 
so the bad news of the case was the uh, the time length and that the judge kind of threw the SEC a bone time wise and uh, that they're going to be you know they're going to have the time that they need, but they you know Ripple won the major um, the major legal uh, you know the they're still trying to get the Hinman speech, but the, I mean, the SEC keeps fighting it and trying to not cough it up. So you figure there's going to be a settlement because these emails truly, like if they're really trying so hard not to give them up and that's their only thing that they've been trying harder than anything at, at this case to not give up those emails and they're still going to have to give it up. And the, uh, the, the uh, judge did not uh, allow the SEC to strike the deliberative uh, process uh, privilege. So, um, or sorry, the fair notice defense. The fair notice defense. The uh, judge didn't allow the SEC to strike down the fair notice defense. So those were are the two most important things of the case. Time, time, especially in the in light of the recent, um, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum struggles. Uh, you know, time is fine as long as you know it's not going to be like till twenty twenty five. All right, uh, I can deal. I can deal with that. Um, so we we won the two major uh, the the two major um, uh, victories in the case, and that's what was uh, the most important. Now, um, I don't know if you guys seen the. Uh, the CMC tweet where the CMC tweeted like this imposter video game where one of them um, is an imposter and they had all these like cryptos lined up. And so then they went on to say that XRP is the imposter and blah, 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 because it's centralized and these other things aren't. And I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous argument. Like, Breaking news, things aren't uh, only one thing completely or the other thing completely. Like, there are usually elements of other things, especially ideas, in what in, uh, in themselves. Like, and as far as decentralization goes, like, uh, things that are quantitatively less, uh, less decentralized, the more liquid that they are. That's just a physical reality, like that if something has more liquidity, it's more decentralized. If, uh, if there's only, let's just, if, let's take an extreme example. Let's say there's three coins. Let's say there's a, a crypto with three coins and there's a crypto with, um, with a billion coins. Which one is going to be more, uh, which one is going to be more centralized? It doesn't matter the fucking software involved. The crypto with three coins is going to be more centralized because it has the ability to be more centralized. There's only fucking three coins, okay? So so this whole framing of things that are centralized and decentralized is nothing more than an attempt to paint a broad brush uh and to use these vague terms uh, to your choosing to try and uh, diminish the uh, the uh, something else. So this is used as an attack, an attack so 
what you do when you're trying to attack something is you take the most gray and you take the most fuzzy uh, things that can be the most subjective uh, distinctions and then you kind of play those aspects up and that's exactly what's going on here and that's the thought process behind this uh, sort of stupid shit and the CMC had to delete that uh, that tweet because it was uh, a it was fucking stupid B the XR community will uh, will fucking destroy your ass if you try and uh, uh, if you try and come you better come correct okay and so it's and it's beyond stupid to think this way okay it's actually masochistic the entire industry is struggling to level up. Uh, because the speculative market has run dry and XRP would just inject so much value into the crypto industry that nearly all projects would gain residual benefits. This type of thinking is fucking toxic for all of crypto. And that's why I love what uh, what Brad Garlinghouse said. Is Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, said that uh, that crypto tribalism is what is killing uh what is killing uh crypto right now and he's so fucking true because the the fact that people are so uh btc maxis are so um uh geared to attack x xrp uh you know it's uh you know that sort of stupid tribalism is like preventing you know, if you imagine if the even the BTC and the ETH people were uh, p- were pissed off that this case is happening because it's preventing their coins from being able to uh, hit the highs that they're possible. Because if XRP was operating and injecting all of this um, all of this um, money into the crypto market, and now all of a sudden we're at five billion, all of a sudden we're, or sorry five trillion, all of a sudden we're at ten trillion. Do you think that? Uh, uh, do you think that that would be bad for <laughs> for ETH and BTC? No, absolutely not. Uh, you know, if uh, if the market is greater, that's more uh, more dollars that can flow into your coins. So the the tribalism is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And we and like the like I illustrated with my point on on decentralization is that like uh, you know. We're really just uh, arguing over the most vague aspects of crypto and uh, not focusing on what actually matters. So, you know what? Go ahead, uh, BTC Maxis. Uh, go ahead and uh, keep shitting on uh, on XRP. You're only doing it uh, to your own detriment. And, you know, maybe I have something to advise. advise. Uh, maybe instead of uh, Bitcoin Pizza... For the next uh, uh, Bitcoin conference, you can have uh, Bitcoin maxi pads, you know, for the maxis to help stop the bleeding. <laughs> and maybe that would be uh, maybe that'd be a nice uh, promo. You know, I'm a fucking I'm an ideas guy. You know, I can come up with good fucking ideas. And maybe that just might be the next uh, the next stupid promo you're trying to shill besides some uh, technology that doesn't really work <laughs> and it takes forever to for, forever to settle. So right now the it, there's a lot of salt like the writing is on the goddamn wall. There's a lot of saltiness. Like how can you be salty when you're when your shit is like, you know, when your shit is number one in the market, like, and, uh, and, 
if you had everything figured out and you had everything done, it wouldn't even be a question. If if uh, if Bitcoin was the one, and it, then it would have uh, it would have won already. Okay, but that's not the case, and uh, and we just need more liquidity into the market so that it, everything can thrive. And these stupid petty little uh, petty little um, you know. Uh, spats about the most vague aspects of what's happening in crypto absolutely uh, need to stop and they help nobody um, so one more thing before uh, before I finish the episode off with a, a quick little story is that people need to stop um, misrepresenting Nassim Taleb's ideas okay if you're going to talk about black swans or you're going to talk about anti-fragility, read his fucking books for Christ's sake. Like the, you know, people talking Luna, Luna was not a black swan event. Nassim Taleb was uh, telling about talking about Bitcoins, uh, uh, about Bitcoins um, uh, um, uh, volatility for a long time, for, (laughs) for a couple years now. And, um, <clears throat> this thing that happened with Luna was completely predictable. It was completely predictable. It was not a black swan event. It was not a black swan event. The black swan, uh, in case you didn't know, is um, so to our understanding, uh, we, we there were only white swans, and then we. We, we thought there were only white swans. And then so we, you know, we explored a little and it's like, oh, all of a sudden you find a black swan. You did not expect to find it. Uh, you did not expect to find it. And it changes your conceptions of, of rea- the reality around you because to your point, to your, uh, uh, to your uh, level of understanding, these things did not, this thing did not exist until you, obser- until you observed it. Which is kind of like a nice little way of bringing, uh, of bringing quantum uh, mechanics uncertainty principle into kind of uh, investing and into like a uh, a a small like a little analogy that that is that that is easy to understand, and so there was also the Coinbase uh, CEO who um, said that like that Coinbase is anti fragile. And uh, this is a complete um, misrepresentation of Taleb's ideas in anti-fragility. And um, Black Swan was the first book I read by Taleb, but Anti-Fragile is probably my favorite. And this is a complete distortion of Taleb's Taleb's, um, uh, work. Um, And Taleb was uh, like, and Taleb would tell you the same, the, that, crypto is very volatile and like and um it is and i would say that the crypto haters right now they they're kind of going on a ticker tape parade but i do think crypto is here to stay but the thing with crypto is that there are violent shakeouts this is not like the stock market where you lose five to ten percent you're down if you're if if you're invested in the wrong asset in uh, stocks you lose five percent five to ten percent you're pissed this, if you're invested in the wrong asset in crypto, you're done. You're fucking done. You're you go from ten thousand to fucking fifty bucks. Okay, 
that is not anti-fragile. <laughs> that, that is very, that's very fragile. Okay. And, uh, and especially considering there's almost 20,000 coins in existence right now, right now. Okay. So this is not, uh, now while the market is there and if you're invested in the right assets, it can be very profitable. This is, uh, uh, you know, this is not a anti-fragile, um, system. And now let's circle back. And this brings me to my, to my point that I want to hammer home is that, uh, is that, you know, as the dust settles, as the smoke clears, Ripple and XRP are the answer. They are the answer to legitimize, uh, the crypto market and, the longer you try and fight it, the worse it's <laughs> the worse it's going to be for for all of us. So please stop trying to fucking fight it, okay? And uh, do what's best and stop um, feeding into these bullshit narratives that um, that are only serving to fuck everyone, okay? And. Uh, before we, uh, before I get out of here, let's wind up with a quick little story that now, since this is a podcast is going a little bit longer this day, um, I'm going to make this a quick one. There's a longer story. I think I'm going to tell on my, uh, on my next one. So, okay. So, uh, as you know, I, uh, lived, grew up in Windsor and, um, so I, uh, I, I frequent, uh, Detroit, because it's the the American border uh, city that is nearest to me, like a half hour drive away. So one time, um, me and my friends were at a, a Tigers game, and uh, we finished, and so we're you know going and getting a few you know, cheap drinks in uh, downtown Detroit. Uh, after the uh, the game was done, and so uh, going to this bar, and uh, um, and I'm there, and you know we've had a few drinks. We had you know, your shitty American beer on tap, which is somehow even shittier on tap than it is in the fucking uh, cans and bottles. Uh, and um, so uh, I go to the lady, and I you know I want I want a taxi, and I go to the lady, and I'm just like, uh, hey, uh, can I get a cab? And she's just like, a cab? Why do you need a cab for? And I'm just like, um, to go to, to give me a ride to where I need to go. And she's like, a cab? And I'm just like, yeah, a cab. And it was like, why do you want a cab? And I'm just like, to give me a ride. And she's like, oh, a taxi. It was like, a taxi? It was like, oh, a cab, but not a cap. She thought I was saying fucking cop. How does cab sound like cop, okay? I talk like the people on fucking TV. I don't have a shred of any sort of fucking accent. I'm talking like every single fucking news program that has ever been invented in in the United States of America in mainstream media. I have I have never fucking I've never heard someone say cab and think it is cop. There is two letters that are completely fucking different. Do people go around saying they need a cap? Who fucking says that shit? It's not... <laughs> like, 
I'm only speaking the language that fucking all of you, that all of your Hollywood films, all of your mainstream media, all, all of your media media speaks. It's like there's this, um, there are like these, um, uh, rural areas in America that like kind of speak with a Southern Southerness to them. And sure, that's cool, but I'm not speaking like that. Like, (laughs) you know, I speak like the, I speak without an accent in the normal way that literally everyone in the world speaks. Sorry. Uh, I like, I did not speak your hillbilly dialect, but there's no way that unless you're completely stupid that me talking the way that I'm talking uh, was trying to say a cop, a cop, while I was saying cab. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's put a pin in it there. That was the World According to Kyle podcast. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the next one.